Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox and I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to my January 2018 podcast series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. But first, a word about this month's sponsor, Conversant. Conversant brings a different kind of ethics and compliance solution to your organization. These days, business success demands something different, a corporate culture centered on integrity and ethical behavior. Conversant provides your teams with a centralized platform and automated processes that connect your business goals with your ethics and values. The result, a highly strategic program that drives ethics and values to the center of your business. Through the use of the Conversant Ethics Cloud platform, it gives you the choice of what you need according to your compliance program maturity. As your compliance program progresses on its ethical journey, Conversant can meet the needs of your requirements with unified ease of use and all of your ethics compliance data in one place, increasing transparency and efficiency while reducing cost. If you have been following me over the past year, you know that I have gone on a one-year exploration of various components of a best practices compliance program. However, during this exploration, there were two very important documents released by the Department of Justice relating to a best practices compliance program. In February 2017, there was the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document, and in November 2017, there was the announcement of the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. Therefore, in this month of January, I'm going to lay out for you what should go into your best practices compliance program based upon the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program and these two documents. Over the next 31 days, I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize a compliance program using the most recent DOJ resources. I hope you will join me for the full 31 days as we engage in an exploration to a more effective compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 5, the Board and Operationalizing Compliance. What is the role of a company's board of directors as laid out in the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and in the FCPA corporate enforcement policy? In regards to the evaluation in an area of inquiry entitled oversight, the DOJ asks three basic questions. Under prong two, senior and middle management, the evaluation posed three questions directed at the board. Number one, what compliance expertise has been available on the board of directors? Number two, Have the board of directors held executive or private sessions with the compliance function? And number three, what types of information has the board of directors examined in their exercise of oversight in the area in which the misconduct occurred? At a general level, this requires several structural components for a board around compliance. They include defining a board's role so there is a mutual understanding between the board, the CEO, and senior management of the board's responsibilities around compliance. The board must work to foster a culture of compliance risk management so that all stakeholders should understand the compliance risks involved and manage such risk accordingly. The board must incorporate compliance risk management directly into a strategy by overseeing the design and implementation of a compliance evaluation, risk evaluation, and analysis.
The board should help define the company's appetite for compliance risk, so all stakeholders need to understand the company's appetite or lack thereof for compliance risk. The board must oversee execution of compliance risk management process by maintaining an approach that is continually monitored and had continuing accountability. Finally, the board of directors must demand benchmarking through compliance systems, which allow for evaluation and modifying of the compliance risk management process for compliance as more information becomes available or as or facts or assumptions change. All of these factors can be easily adapted to compliance risk management oversight. Initially, it must be important that the board receive direct access to such information on a company's policies. The board must have quarterly or semi-annual reports <coughs> from a company's chief compliance officer, either to the audit committee or to the compliance committee. I believe a board should create a compliance committee as the audit committee may pro- more appropriately deal with financial audit issues. A compliance committee can <coughs> devote itself exclusively to non-financial compliance such as FCPA compliance. The board's oversight role should be to receive such regular reports on the structure of the company's compliance programs, its actions, and self-evaluations. From this information, the board can give oversight to any modifications to managing compliance risks that should be implemented. In addition to specifically stating that a board of directors must have a compliance subject matter expert going forward, the evaluation also notes that a board, there should be a board-level committee dedicated to compliance. There are some specific levels of inquiry by a board of directors around compliance that they should engage in. So I've developed a list of questions that a board should ask senior management, and the board itself should, ask, should indeed ask itself. These questions are designed to provide insight and stimulate discussion of the topic of compliance in an organization. The questions provide directors with a basis for critically assessing the answers they get in digging deeper as necessary. So it's four separate parts with 20 questions. Excuse me, five separate parts. Part one, understanding the role and value of the compliance committee. One, what are the board's compliance committee responsibilities and what value does it bring to the board? Two, how can the compliance committee help the board enhance its relationship with management? Three, what is the role of the compliance committee and who is on the compliance committee? Part two, building an effective compliance program. Four, what skill set does the compliance committee require? Five, who should sit on the compliance committee, and six, who should chair the compliance committee. Part three, questions directed to the board. What is the compliance committee's role in building an effective compliance program within the company? Eight, how can the compliance committee assess potential members and senior leaders of the company's compliance program? Nine, how long should boards of, how long should directors serve on the compliance committees in 10 How can the Compliance Committee assist directors in retiring from the board? Part four, enhancing the board's performance effectiveness. How can the Compliance Committee assist in director development? Twelve, 
How can the Compliance Committee help the board's chair sharpen the board's overall performance focus? 13. What is the Compliance Committee's role in board evaluation and feedback? 14. What should the Compliance Committee do if a director is not performing or not interacting direct effectively with other directors? 15. Should the Compliance Committee have a role in chair succession? 16. How can the Compliance Committee help its board keep its mandates, policies, and procedures up to date? Part 5. Merging Roles of the Compliance Committee How can the Compliance Committee enhance the board's relationship with institutional shareholders and other stakeholders? What is the Compliance Committee's role in CCO succession? 19. What role can the Compliance Committee pay play rather in preparing for a crisis such as the discovery of a significant compliance violation? And 20. How can a Compliance Committee help the board in deciding CCO pay, bonus, and resources to be made available to the corporate compliance function? So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the Department of Justice evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy both require active board of director engagement around compliance. How active is your board of directors and are they meeting these requirements? Two, Board communication on compliance is a two-way street. It's not simply downward. There has to be a CCO, a knowledgeable subject matter expert CCO reporting up to the board as well. So it's a two-way communication. It's not one way. And three, perhaps most importantly, after the evaluation, excuse me, the FCPA corporate enforcement policy was announced, has the board built an effective board compliance committee? And have they used any of these 20 questions? going forward. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on day five of 31 days to a more effective compliance program, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day six. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, sponsored by Conversa. I hope you will join me tomorrow and indeed for the entire 31 days in January while I will be exploring the best way to more fully operationalize your compliance program using the most recent resources the Department of Justice has communicated to us, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs and the new FCPA corporate enforcement policy. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.